Hey, you guys, it's your host, Steph. Before we get into this podcast, let's talk about Jack and Lane, a new online clothing boutique that specializes in chic casual wear for any occasion, loungewear for date night or even girls night in, aka every girl's wardrobe dream. Head over to www.jackandlane.com and check out their super fun, unique t-shirts, tank tops, and sweatshirts. My current obsession is their running late is my cardio tank. And the best part is that we have a special offer just for you guys. If you use the code candy dish at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your order. Women of all ages are going to love Jack and Lane. I happen to think it's the perfect gift idea for Mother's Day or maybe your bestie's upcoming birthday because, you know, she needs a mug that is also a constant reminder that she's the Kendall to your Gigi. So what are you waiting for? Head to jackandlane.com and check them out on Instagram. That's J-A-C-A-N-D-L-A-N-E. And remember to use the code CANDYDISH, all caps, one word, at checkout for your discount. Happy lounging! Hey everybody, welcome to the Candy Dish Podcast brought to you by collegecandy.com. As usual, I'm your host Steph, and today we're talking about, we're talking to one of the winners of MTV Stranded with a Million Dollars. After 40 days of being stuck on an island in Fiji, she took home her portion of the prize money after other cast members bought food and supplies at ridiculously marked up prizes. We're talking $5,000 for a pizza, but $124,000 seems like a pretty darn good prize at the end. Um, we've already spoken to Cody Dunlap, aka Mr. Thrive, but please welcome the other half of Team McCody, Makani. Uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Hey, yeah, um, it's definitely my pleasure. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, so the episode just aired last night, and um, you, Alex, Gina, and Cody all were the final four that won. Um, yeah. First off, what was the first meal you ate when you got off the island? <laughs> um, yeah, they were really nice. Uh, after the helicopter ride, um, all these people from the crew and the island came up to us and brought us uh, boxes of local food and peanut butter and all kinds of things. So that was really sweet. Oh, my God. Hadn't you had enough peanut butter by then? <laughs> yeah, I think that one was a joke. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really awesome. Just rice and just, like, an actual meal, you know? Yeah. And did you, like, have the most long shower ever? Uh, yeah, probably about an hour. So <laughs> up for a long time. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Um, did you get to spend any time in Fiji? Yeah, uh, well, a little bit before and after, I think one of the most memorable moments was for me when we got off the helicopter and just this field of local kids came running up to Cody and I and they were shouting our names and some of the crew had given us like boxes of food to eat, but we just gave it right to the kids because these kids were dealing with you know, the conditions that we had for 40 days for their whole lives. So it was just a really cool moment. And it's kind of like the first moment I felt like, wow, all these people know my name, you know, so it was cool. Yeah, that's wild. Um, Yeah. So anybody who watches the show knows that it was you and Cody versus Gina and Alex. Um, Looking back, is there anything you would have done differently to try to eliminate your rivals? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things that 
you know, watching it back in hindsight, um, you know, you notice like, ah, oh, I could have done that there or here, but in the moment, you know, you're just caught up in it. I think, um, I mean, let's see, there was something Cody mentioned, like if I had stolen their first tent after the group buy, then they wouldn't have been able to buy another one for themselves the very next day. Mm-hmm. And that might have gotten more people out then. Um, but it was hard to steal the tent after it was set up. That's kind of why I did it when I did. Right. Um, and and I think just, um, you know, someone mentioned on this last episode, they were like, why didn't you purposefully not make it to the helicopter in time so you had to spend another night and then maybe they would flare you know like fans kept coming up with ideas i was like oh actually you know maybe that was that would have been smart um (laughs) but yeah it was what it was i don't know i mean i think they could have done one more night um even though you didn't really have supplies yeah i think so at that point it's just adrenaline basically getting you there and we didn't have the flares at that point. Like Gina said, she wanted to flare on the last journey, but she couldn't have. So that I think also I would have taken the flare case knowing that because now they have to build this huge fire, which they can't even build a six foot fire. So how are they supposed (laughs) to flare? Like I would have brought the flare case from that camp just so they could possibly leave easier. But yeah, that ended up screwing <laughs> over both sides because you couldn't do group buys, right. which hurt them, and you couldn't flare out, which hurt you guys. I know. I mean, that's the thing in a way. I was really happy when I heard, you know, okay, you can't – because now they don't have any incentive to burn money. You know, there's not even that possibility. Right. So in a way, that was the thing. But they also couldn't leave as easily. So, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of I a weird twist. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm interested to see if uh, if they do another season, if they change some rules here and there like that. Yeah, I don't even know if they planned for that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that happened that weren't anticipated that surprised everybody. I mean, it's a first season show um, and just this new concept. So I don't think anybody saw it really getting as nasty as it did out there or a lot of the stuff that happened. Yeah, speaking of nasty, um, we have to talk about <laughs> Cody pooping in the water multiple times yeah. because that was really extreme. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it definitely was. And the thing I love about him is he totally embraces the villain, like, evil role. He's like, yeah, at this point, you know, there's absolutely no limit to what I'm going to do. These people just burned all this money like I don't care I want them out uh but yeah I uh, I wouldn't have anticipated on the first on the first day it getting to that point later on so no definitely not it was pretty insane um and the final temptation was a bit of a curveball um I'm actually kind of shocked that they both opted to stay I know I mean I mean, yeah, it is interesting because Alex seems like the type that would do that, and he obviously wanted to. Um, but if he did, I don't know if 
Gina would have made it the rest of the time without him. It would have been totally different. Um, and we all, you know, it's kind of screwing everybody else over because everybody else gets less if, if he had taken it. So I think Cody would have done it. He told me that. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. I'm glad it wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, but you could have done the last day by yourself. I could have, but it's also screwing everyone over so you get more than everybody else does. Like, it's just not not the nicest, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so you wouldn't have done it? Um, I, No, I don't. I wouldn't have just because, just like in respect for for my teammate, not in respect for the other two, but, you know, I wouldn't want to sabotage him and be like, thanks for working with me this far. I'll, I'll take more money than you now. Like, that's not, that's not the way I usually do things. So. Right. It's yeah. definitely enticing though. Yeah. Yeah. It was a total curveball and it was interesting because I had never really seen it until last night. So it was interesting to to see that yeah is there anything you noticed watching the show back that you had no idea about while it was filming um I remember um at camp four when Alonzo and Alex came up to Cody and kind of presented him with the idea of like totally alienating me um and joining them I had never seen that conversation Cody told me that it happened but he really looked like he was considering it in that moment, which was like, wow, you know, I didn't realize it was that close of a call for me to just be totally on my own. And then um, um, there was like, what was the other moment? Um, I think I forget. That was one of them. I'll think of the other one later. <laughs> oh, like when Alex stole our peanut butter at camp seven i never knew that happened so oh, I was like, wow. yes he literally like, just stuck his I fingers in there feel that much because i didn't or maybe i didn't notice or maybe he just did it like evenly i don't know but that was funny wow that's that's really funny. yeah <laughs> yeah uh so what did your life look like before leaving for the show i know um in your audition tape you talked about traveling a lot and you know kind mm -hmm. of not being too close to like your family at the time yeah I mean I definitely have a very different alternative path and I think it's cool because it prepared me in a lot of ways um you know I left I graduated high school early and I went to go work on organic farms and just because I felt like that was the skill that I wanted to learn that I felt was really important. And I traveled doing that for a while. Um, and I wrote a book about that. So at that point, once I started to get more successful with my path, um, you know, my family did start to support me more. I think family okay. just want you to be happy, you know. Um, and you know, they've said you shouldn't do a lot of the things that I've gone and done that that were just risky but great decisions. And this was one of those things. You know, they were like, oh, we don't want you to do, like, this reality show because um, they're just more cautious, I think, than I am. But now, obviously, they're really happy that I did it. So Awesome. So that's how it's been with a lot of things. Yeah, but 
but definitely um, close to them now. And yeah. Awesome. Great. Um, did you grow up watching MTV or did you, this come out of nowhere for you? Cause I know Cody was super into being on a reality show someday. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing is that I felt like every other cast member out there was like, you know, they would talk about these other MTV characters and they found the casting on MTV's site. And for me, it's like, I didn't have TV at the time. Um, you know, I never really watched TV that much growing up. And the, you know, the producer or whatever, um, I was just in LA and they found me. So I felt like I was kind of out of the loop a little bit when it came to like being an MTV super fan, but maybe in a good way um, in my eyes. So yeah, that was interesting. Oh. To now be one of the- people I like got cable and it's like okay I guess I guess I should watch this you know (laughs) yeah but um how did they end up finding you that's so interesting um I was just out here in LA doing uh music and acting and art and um I was on I think through Backstage which is just one of those databases for for actors out here and I got a message like, do you, do you want to do this survival show? And I'd gotten other, other calls for other shows that just seemed really weird, like dating naked. I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't want to do a dating show naked. <laughs> um, but this was like one of the first ones that I was like, wow, that's actually totally my thing. So I ended up going all the way. That's so cool. Um, yeah. It worked out, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to share what's inside the FabFitFun spring box. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know that FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size fashion, beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. None of those sample sizes cluttering your shower or dresser. And each of their boxes is valued at over $200. And you, listeners of the Candy Dish podcast, get an exclusive offer. If you head to FabFitFun.com and enter the code CANDY, you'll get $10 off your first box. The latest FabFitFun box just keeps on giving. One of my favorite items is the Deborah Lippman nail polish set, which includes amazing pastel colors, perfect for spring. I'm also loving the Gypsy 05 Roundy, a gorgeous beach blanket, perfect for Instagram-worthy picnics. We've also got some jewelry, this cute makeup pouch. Oh, and then there's the Dr. Brandt Microdermabrasion Skin Exfoliant. Guys, this product alone is worth more than what you pay for the box. So once you've finished with this podcast, click on over to fabfitfun.com and enter the code CANDY, C-A-N-D-Y, all caps, and receive $10 off your first box. I know you're going to love it. Now, back to the podcast. You seem so chill about everything. You know, you had a few, you know, low points during the time um, on Stranded. But what was the hardest part about participating in this competition? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think kind of early on when, you know, I walked in with Alonzo Eilish and Alex. And we were the first ones there. We were the biggest group. The other groups that came were groups of three. And we were like, hey, we actually, like, looked around. And we are like, we have a solid group. Let's, let's stick with this. Um, 
And then pretty soon I started to just, I don't know, feel like it was very clicky and like, you know, I wanted to find out who the other people there were. And also I realized when they started talking about, okay, let's buy a tent and have it only for us. And I was like, guys, first of all, we don't need a tent. Second of all, how do you plan to spend everybody else's money and use it only for yourself? And I just realized I didn't agree with, you know, the way they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And um, they realized I wasn't going to be an easy vote to get because I had my own opinion and they didn't really want to listen to it. So at that point, you know, I kind of distanced from them. They took on Gina, the easy vote. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that was just um, kind of an interesting time because I felt kind of like a one-woman show for a little while there. Um, but I just, you know, I didn't want to get to the end in the way that they played the game. So that's kind of what it came down to. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this my way. And that's the only way I'd want to, I'd want to win. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. aligning with Cody obviously helped that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For camp two and three, I felt kind of alone, but Chris and Cody were like, Hey, we're minimalists too. You know, like we don't want to buy things. So they sort of took me into their team and, um, yeah, I never would have thought at, on the first day I would have ended up pairing up with Cody. Like, that was the most um, <laughs> unforeseen thing for me because we're so different. But it totally worked out. And, and he's a really good friend now, which is crazy. So Yeah. Did you, do you think you would have made it if you hadn't um, been reached out to by Cody and Chris? Or do you think you could have lasted the whole time just chilling by yourself? Yeah, I could have, but it would have been a totally different game, you know. I mean, I meditated a lot, and I just sort of did my own thing, and that was my my strategy. But, um, but yeah, it just would have been a much less social, uh, totally different game for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what has the reaction to you been since Stranded started airing? Because... You and Cody, I mean, it's pretty divided. People are either strongly with you or against you. Yeah, I think so. And I think at the beginning, most people sided with us just when they saw the others buying pizzas and burgers. They were like, okay, that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So early on, fans liked us just because we weren't doing that. Um, But then when we devised the plan to contaminate their water then some people were like okay that's too much for me um (laughs) like I can't support you guys anymore but surprisingly or not surprisingly actually you know most of the people who were fans of us at the beginning kind of stuck with us to the end so I think we just weeded out the the weaker minded fans that couldn't deal with our savageness and now we have only only the real ones so yeah i mean you have to remember it's a game and you have to do what you can to win but i i mean it i don't even know how there were not rules against these kind of sabotages I know. Honestly, there should have been a rule against burning the prize money, and yeah. there should have been a rule probably against doing that too. But there wasn't, so 
there was no limits, uh, which was interesting yeah. to watch, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, with the burning the prize money, I mean, how did you guys first notice they were doing that? Um, honestly, we didn't totally. Oh, well, so we went to get water. And then when we came back, we realized that all the money that we had put under the tree and that had been waiting at that camp, which we just put a rain fly over to keep it dry, we realized all that money wasn't there anymore. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, where did the money go? So it's all in their tent. And then he presents, or the group back comes and he presents us with this whole deal. Um, and then, yeah, so basically we called his bluff. Mm-hmm. And then he had to go through with it and start to do it. But then, you know, he realizes, okay, I don't want to burn all of the money. Cause then what I, so he kind of just burned out himself. Like, he didn't want to burn everything. Or it kind of seemed like maybe they wanted to flare and give up and just burn everything and leave and sabotage us. Like, I wasn't really sure what they were doing there. But I was just thinking, like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Right. If they're going to step because that's their money. So right. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. If, yeah. If you're going to burn the money, you need to leave and then yeah. sabotage it for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. As long as we're on the same page, because that didn't make much sense to yeah. me. <laughs> I know. It didn't make sense to most people, I don't think. But <laughs> it was interesting. For sure. Um, is there anything you would have done differently um, now that it's all said and done? Um, honestly, I'm trying to, I mean, I wish that I could have convinced, you know, the other people when I was more, had more of an in with them. I wish I could have, um, talked them into not buying all the things they did. But I mean, I guess the best way to stop that from happening would have been to keep Ashley and, Michael and votes that you know were more minimalistic um if we had kept those two in the game we would have had like a five-person majority against the four at camp too so I think you know if we had really seen other people for their value rather than just like oh that's one more person down that's more money for me it didn't really turn out that way like more money was spent probably because they left so that's true. So yeah, that's something I realized in hindsight for sure. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, so when I spoke to Cody, um, we talked a lot about the challenge as I'm sure, you know, um, is that something yeah. you'd be interested in doing? Uh, yeah, I, I watched, um, this season obviously, and I kind of caught up on some past ones to see what it is. And, and it does look, I mean, I'm, you know, into sports and athletics and competition. So it looks like it would be fun and obviously a great opportunity. The one thing I that intimidates me about it is the house. I don't <laughs> think I would really want to, like, there's just so much drama and yelling and breaking of things that usually happens. So yeah, I feel like I would want to pitch a little teepee 
outside of that craziness and come back for challenges <laughs> but we'll see I'll, I guess I'll deal with that situation once I get to it yeah that's the mental part of the game um yeah but what is next for you um anything planned yeah I mean this summer I'm teaching sailing um on this on a different island um so just like a summer gig that I've done with this did nonprofit group and then I'm planning to kind of get back to the road um, and I'm hoping to to uh, study Buddhism and yoga in India and hopefully work with some really good organizations over there. So. Very cool. Where is the sailing? Um, up in Maine. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah. And yeah. where are you from originally? Um, I was born out here in California, in Mission Viejo, but um, I grew up on the East Coast, kind of near Boston. Okay. In a town called Worcester. So, yeah. Nice, nice. So you represent both sides. I like that. Um, yeah. Both <laughs> and East Coast. <laughs> awesome. Um, so that's all I really have for you, unless you have anything else um, you wanted to talk about. No, I think we hit on hit on a lot of it. So. Perfect. And I think the big thing for me is just for people to kind of, especially now that it's over, get over the drama that was so produced and kind of see the bigger picture of like, wow, I have so much in my life. Like there's so much to be grateful for and so much that other people don't have. And that was my biggest takeaway. So I hope that's what fans take away too great um is there somewhere people can follow you on social media anywhere you want to plug right now yeah um i'm makani me on twitter and instagram so you guys can find me there amazing thank you so much for joining us i know this just yeah. this just finished airing so that's really exciting that we got you uh the next day yeah and um, if anybody wants to listen to our interview with Cody, definitely check that out on the Candy Dish podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, that's um, at StephPetit underscore, S-T-E-P-H-P-E-T-I-T underscore. Definitely keep um, checking in for more MTV and other reality show interviews, recaps, all that fun stuff on collegecandy.com. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks again, Makani. Thank you for having me. All right. Bye, everyone.